Welcome back to Peaches and Cream, where we talk about stuff. We have a we have a couple of really great topics. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to this. This is episode 16, and we got a lot of good stuff to talk about. I'm, I'm glad to be back. I feel like I haven't been here for like a, a month, even yep. though it's been like a week. Yep. You know, but whatever. We got some celebrity birthdays. We'll we'll start out. Do we have any other announcements before? Yeah, I have one. I have one. I have one announcement. Go ahead. Um, we're still selling t-shirts for $20 with, inst- or, uh, what's it called? Twitter followers. You, we'll even give you an Instagram follow. Terrence, oh, will, man. Terrence will follow you on Instagram. I'm all about pe- following people on Instagram. I love it. And you can join the group me. That's a big, that's a big prize. Yeah, that's a deal. That's a steal. A if deal. you ask me. A steal. Anyway, uh, there's one more announcement, which is, uh, since our listeners are at an all time record low. <laughs> <laughs> our, don't come off that our, <laughs> our our viewership is plummeting this means that i can now be honest and start talking crap about everyone in my life because no there one's listening i can just go. i can just go off the rails here i mean i haven't been holding back before so <laughs> we're all good yeah you haven't been pulling your punches no no punches pulled all right, so we'll get into some celebrity birthdays, all right? Well, I got to go. I got to talk crap about everyone now. You're going to do that right now? You're going to talk about crap about everyone right now? No, we'll do that later. We'll do that later. <laughs> all right, so to start off, we have Tracy McGrady. It's 42 Tracy McGrady. Oh, my gosh. Tracy McGrady is my idol for one reason. I don't know anything about him. That's it. Do you no, know what he looks no, like? Do you no. know who he is? No, no, no. I know who he is. Okay, okay. Only because the only reason I know who Tracy McGrady is... And why I am in love with Tracy McGrady. You used to play NBA uh, on the the PlayStation? Nope, nope. That's what I did. It's because when I was a kid, I only pulled one jersey card out of of every uh, sports card pack. Like, you get, like, baseball cards and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I got, like, basketball cards and football cards and all that stuff. Tracy McGrady and LaDainian Tomlinson are the only two jersey cards I've ever gotten. Well, there you go. You better wish him a happy birthday. Yeah, and so ever since then, those two people are my favorite sports athletes. Not because I don't know anything about sports, but if I pull your jersey card, you're my favorite. You're a hero. That's just how it is. You're, you're a, hero. a hero. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Well, happy birthday, Tracy McGrady. We also have John C. Riley. You know John C. Riley? He's one of the guys from Step Brothers, Will Ferrell and John C. Riley. Oh, that guy! Yeah. That guy is hilarious. A, a, he's top notch. He's, he's one of the best actors. Most known for his role in uh, Wreck It Ralph. He was Ralph in Wreck It Ralph. Dude, he he's had a great career. He, I mean, so far he's killing it. He's and he's doing a lot. He I feel like he does not get the recognition that he deserves. I mean, he's number thirty nine on the list, so that seems pretty strange to me. Yeah, that's really strange. And then number number thirty eight though, that's Tommy Chong. Oh, is he the guy in uh, The Hangover? No, Tommy oh, Chong is, that's, uh, I don't remember his name, but Tommy Chong is Cheech and Chong Chong. Chong. Oh, oh. <laughs> he was born in the, uh, you know, the Great Depression, so he's, was he's he an really? older, yeah, he's an older guy oh, now. Dude, he's that born guy's gotta be real. 38. Yeah. Which, which one was he? Chong. <laughs> Dang it. Do you have a photo he was, of Yeah, him? he was this guy. <laughs> he was not Cheech. Okay, okay, okay. Um, then we have Alfred Molina. He's Dr. Octopus in Spider-Man movies. Oh. Yeah, so that okay. guy with the, with, the, with the arms and stuff. And I think I have one more I can share um, that I recognize from the celebrity list. But maybe not. That might be the last one. Um, yeah, that's the last one. Uh, so happy birthday to you guys. And, you know, once again, if you tweeted us, I will give you a free shirt. 
I know you guys are listening. Yep. So happy birthday to all of those celebrities. Yeah, if you're a celebrity and it's your birthday and you tweet at us, we'll add you to the group me and we'll follow you on Twitter and we'll give you a t-shirt. And we'll even hide your number in the group me so the, the other people don't see you. The normies. Yeah, yeah. We'll give all number. the normies. We'll give you a code name. Yeah, right. So they won't even know. Um, but anyway, let's get into the topic. So I just recently saw this and I know you saw this too. Mm-hmm. Um, so... This is on TikTok. I don't have a TikTok, but I have a YouTube and Tiki Taki. Tiki Taki. I don't have one of those. But if you put a hanger on your head, right? If you if you put a hanger on your head, it will like latch on and then it will for some reason make you turn your head in a direction. For me that's right. When I turn, put the hanger on my head, my head just naturally Well, did you flip it the other way and try that? Yeah. Too? Yeah, it does. It, oh, that's weird. It just turns my head to the right. Right? And I can't explain why. Because it has nothing to do with my neck, right? It's not touching my neck. It's only touching the top of my head. Yeah. But it turns your head right. And as I was uh, watching this video about it, it was saying something about, like, how they originally tested this in, like, the 90s. Yeah. And 98.5% of people have this effect. Yeah. When, when you, like, you know, put pressure on all sides of their, your head, your head just naturally drifts. And... Uh, it's really weird. It's a really weird sensation, one. But two, uh, they started using it for, like, medical stuff. Like, people that have, like, restricted access in the neck, they have, like, developed really? devices to, to help, like, that squeeze your head and make you naturally move your head. Um, but this has come down to, like, to the point to me that, like, that's a glitch, right? That's, that's a glitch. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> no, I totally agree. It makes me feel like a bug, like an insect. Right. That's a total glitch. Right, like, yeah. it's not like... There's no evolutionary reason that that exists in our bodies. Yeah, there could be. Could there? Maybe. Give me, give me any. It doesn't have to be the real one. Just give me any reasonable explanation for that to be an evolutionary thing. Where squeezing your head makes you turn your neck very slowly to a direction. Give me a minute. <laughs> I'll have to think about it. Well, you think about it. But my point is, I think it's a glitch in our DNA, right? Yeah. And this makes me think of like, you know... In movies and in TV shows, in, like, action movies, there's, like, one guy that's, like, not strong, but he knows all the pressure points. Uh And he can, like, punch your arm and you just can't use your arm anymore, you know? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I'm thinking, like, that probably is real. It could be. There's, there's like, unlimited single points in our body, right? Yeah. And if there is a way to just make my head turn for no reason... There might be a reason, to, a way to just like eliminate the use of my arm for five minutes. All right, I don't think it's a glitch, but it makes me feel like an insect because I feel like insects, they just do things because they do things. Like they don't necessarily, like it doesn't seem like they think Entirely about off it. of instinct. Yeah, it's like 100%. Like they, they operate like a computer program. Like bees, the fact that they all just like follow the queen and they follow each other's bee sense and then... That when they're beasts. Have you ever seen bees when they make uh like Yeah, I know you told me about not, this. It's not a hive, but it's like a they all like swarm onto the queen and you can just like pick them up like liquid. Uh, you told they just, me about that and it makes me uncomfortable. And they just time. fall everywhere. And uh yeah, it's it's really incredible. Go look it up if you haven't seen videos of this with bees. But See, but I don't think it's instinct that we're acting off of. No, what do you think? With the head? Well, only because if that is what instinct is, then I have never felt instinct in my life. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think, don't think it's instinct. Yeah. I think instinct. I think animals and insects act off of instinct. 
but that was like an I could stop my head from moving to the right, but I could feel my head wanting to move to the right. I don't know. I don't know how to describe that, but yeah. like my head was like yearning to be pushed to the right, very slowly. By the way, not like a jerk, but just like for some reason, squeezing the top of my head made my head want to turn to the right. Um, but yeah, it didn't work on Cameron. I guess he didn't have the. I, I don't think he had the the hanger on the right angle. It was a kind of small hanger, to yeah. be fair. Uh, but yeah, I thought. It was really weird. I was really weirded out by it, but I think that there's probably more glitches, right? Oh, dude, there are so many glitches. Like, you know about the, um, you have a blind spot in both of your eyes? You know about this, right? Yeah. That, when I first found that out, I was blown away. And also, you can always see But your, your other eye just covers it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's, and it's like a weird blind spot. For anyone that doesn't know this, you should look it up. Uh, it's, you put like two symbols on a paper and you close one eye and you look at the other symbol or you look at a symbol with the other eye, the, the open eye. And if you move the paper at a weird angle, the other dot or symbol on the paper will disappear. It's hard to describe over just words, but definitely look it up because it's like, a, it was, it's the one of the weirdest things because yeah. it's not like at the very edge of your vision. It's in the middle of your vision. That it happens. You can yeah. move it to either side and the symbol will come back. But for some reason, at a specific angle, you can't see anything. And um, that's because I guess there's that, that's where like the synapses meet in your eyes. So you can't see that place. But huh. I bet there's like a ton of stuff like that. Oh, I, I, I can't think of any right now because uh, I don't retain that kind of information. But I know that just growing up and in life, people have taught me stuff like this all the time. I know like... You know Charlie horses, right? Have you ever gotten a Charlie horse? Yeah, don't 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 give me one. I'm not gonna give you a Charlie horse. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've, I've had one. <laughs> Why do you ask? <laughs> because I remember in football one time I got a Charlie horse. Uh-huh. Wait, okay, hold on. Charlie horses are like defined by different things a lot of the times. Mm-hmm. I agree. Some people like get like they you know they haven't drank enough water and they get a Charlie horse. That's a cramp. That's a cramp, right? A Charlie horse is when someone hits you yeah. in, the, in the thigh, right? I remember somebody like chop blocked me in football, which means they just dive at your legs yeah. to block you. And he did it wrong, I guess, and he hit me in the thigh, and I couldn't stand anymore. Like I fell yeah. to the ground and I yeah, stood yeah, up, yeah, 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 yeah. and my leg was just yep. unusable. Yep, yep. Like I, I stood up, I put my leg down to the ground, and I fell right over. Yep. And so there has to be right. Like I should learn the techniques. You know when the doctor hits your knee. Yeah. And your leg flies up. My dad, when he goes to the doctor and they hit his knee like that, he uh, he like raises his arm as, Man, a, as a joke. that is the worst. <laughs> like, <laughs> as a joke, he raises his arm. Man, if I was the doctor, I'd be like, ha, ha, ha. Very funny. <laughs> Especially if like I was the same doctor for many years. Yeah. Know? And he's like, yeah. Never, never gets old, man. <laughs> Good to see you too, Tom. Yeah, but that's like another weird, like human little quirk that we have, like hitting the knee, Charlie horses. Um, the... I think I think it's interesting. This isn't really a glitch, but uh, like when you get hit in the funny bone and your pinky goes numb. My pinky does not go numb. Really? No. What goes numb? Nothing goes numb. It just is a weirdly intense pain. Oh, really, dude? If I get hit in the funny <laughs> bone hard enough, my whole pinky goes straight numb. That's the funny bone is like an Achilles tendon, right? Uh, like when I say Achilles tendon, I mean like 
it's like the the, the tendon on Achilles. <laughs> like it is everyone's weak spot, right? Yeah, it's definitely a weak spot. Like it's so it's such a strange weak spot because everyone's hit their funny bone, mm-hmm. so everyone can relate to that. But if you had never hit your funny bone up till now, and someone told you like, yeah, there's a special place on your elbow where you hit it, and then your whole arm goes numb and you it hurts really bad, you'd be like, no, that's not real. Yeah. Like he wouldn't believe that at all. But it's only because everyone has hit their funny bone at yeah, some point yeah. that we believe it. Yep. Right? Just like the blind spot in my eye, I didn't believe that until I experienced it. Uh-huh. And so there's, pro- there's like so many weird things about our bodies, uh, you know, going through changes, you know, going yeah. through changes. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think that if I could learn how to uh, hit all of your 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 weak points on your like limbs and make uh, your body go numb i, I don't be... believe anyone can do that i mean i don't think they can yet but but, I think... <laughs> but you're not denying it i think it could You've happen i've seen enough glitches i've seen enough glitches i'm saying that like no one no one has ever practiced that right yeah not legitimately people might have lied proud of practicing it people might have watched movies where people practice it in the movie uh-huh. but i think if someone like dedicated their life to like learning how to do it they could join the ufc and just like yeah. Mess up, like yeah. maybe not like destroy everyone, but like really surprise some people. Yeah. <laughs> like, Dude, okay, so speaking of glitches, and this isn't a glitch, but this is fascinating to me. This is so fascinating to me as far as like what the human experience can do. Um, so people that meditate, apparently monks who they spend their whole life practicing the art of meditating, they um there's, I think I know where this is going. There's a point where you can be so good at meditating that you can it, like make an entirely new world that you go meditate into. Okay. Like you can like you can like meditate into an entirely new world. See, I don't I don't know what that even means. I know the one thing about that, like, like beyond lucid dreaming, like like instead of lucid dreaming, it's like you go into like some exterior existence. The only thing about that to me is like, how do you know? They've talked about it. Well, well I, know, I know that's, I know, that's I know, what I'm saying. Like they've like talked. Like, about, I could tell you, I could do that. All right, this, like, is, wow. this is why I'm convinced. <laughs> this is why I'm convinced. Okay. Because there's been instances of people who have like doused themselves in gasoline. Yeah, I and, know that. And meditated, and then lit themselves on fire and died without flinching at all. Yeah, I know. I, I've seen that. I've seen that. But I think that like, I mean, that doesn't say anything about going into a new world as much as like yeah. meditation increasing your ability, your self control. You know what I mean? Like doing other things? Like, I mean, meditation emotionally. Meditation is like the ability to ex- like see uh-huh. or, or rather experience your, your, uh, your senses, but not react to them. Like that's what all like the practice of meditation is, right? Yeah. To be able to hear things, to feel things, but not think about it. Yeah. So I think like the people that light themselves on or the guy that lit himself on fire like the in in India is like um that that might be a show of like the power of meditation but i don't know that it gets them in another world one thing i know about meditation mm-hmm. is that there's some people this is like measurable yeah some people um that are advanced in meditation can control their body temperature that yes. is so crazy. <laughs> like, I don't even feel my body temperature. Yeah. But some people, they can just sit there and meditate. And, and they get can hotter raise, and colder? Yeah. They can raise and lower. Yeah. 
Yeah. And so I remember watching an experiment where this guy was just kind of like rotating his like torso a little bit. Yeah. And his body temperature was going up to like levels that they were like, this is not medically okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then he like brought it back down. But like, yeah, just by meditating, these people were able to, to do this. And I thought to myself, like, that's like, because, you know, you can control your body, right? Yeah. Your mind controls your body. Yeah. And so to be like that in tune with your mind to be able to do that. Yeah, well, so when I was reading about this, there were all these different stages that you go into when you meditate. And so I tried meditating, and I can really only get into the first stage where I'm just, like, removing myself from where I am, but that's pretty much it. Like, I'm just kind of, like, like reclusing into my mind, and then I'm letting go of it, mm -hmm. and then I'm just kind of existing. I've tried to, like, meditate. There was a point where I meditated for, like, 20 minutes a day. Yeah. Just to, like, see. It wasn't, like... It really didn't help me in my regular life. And I that's, like, I guess a hot take because most people love meditation. Uh -huh. But there was sometimes in, in that period where I was meditating every day that I, like... Like, it, it was... I had left my body almost. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I had just... There was no more thoughts anymore. Uh -huh. It was just, like, my consciousness existing somewhere else yeah um it was almost like being asleep but very aware of it that's, that's what that's what i'm talking about yeah yeah that's, that's like similar that's what i was saying like where i like recluse into my mind but then it just kind of like lets go yeah and then you just are like out of it yeah but you but it, like at first you almost have to like go inward and then you kind of release it and then you're outward right but apparently people master this tech this whole thing and they are like going in somewhere where they're building worlds and they're like well that's what like so jim carrey is like known as kind of being the crazy guy right now yeah you know? is he, he like, well he like says things like i thought know, i thought everyone thought he was crazy wasn't he the green mask guy yeah he was the mask and he was also the green mask grinch he was both oh yeah <laughs> but i mean they, they thought he was like Who crazy was... as in like an attention-seeking actor funny crazy guy uh-huh but now he's like all of this is pointless. Your job is pointless. Like, acting is pointless. It's all, all of us are just putting on masks, you know? Like, he's like that really... That's ironic. Right, yeah, <laughs> exactly. But he's, he's really, um, he's like gone through some like existential crisis. And it was through meditation, I believe. Yeah. Like, I think he talked about like, one day I was meditating and I could see the world. Like, like uh -huh. he, could, he had like this out-of-body experience where he was like consuming the entire world at once. That's what he was like explaining it as. Really? And so, yeah, and I think the way he, like, uh, like to sum it up, he was saying something along the lines of, like, when he was outside of his body, he realized that, like, it's all just one big source of energy. Like, the whole universe is all one and, you know, all that jazz. Yeah. Um, but since then, he says he, he's, he hasn't been able to do, re replicate that. Yeah. But just having experienced it once kind of made him realize, like, how small all of the things even like for us we see him uh -huh. making millions of dollars and being an actor and being world famous and he's like saying it's all worthless like it's all nothing. that sounds like to me he has a lot of time on his hands well he's a millionaire a millionaire <laughs> actor so, i uh, got i'm trying to pay my bills i'm barely getting through life <laughs> so yeah no i don't I, w I would say jim carrey typically has more time than the average person right i mean plus he has a mask that makes him practically invincible so yeah i should watch that movie again yeah i really loved that movie as a kid you know what movie i want to rewatch? balto 
No, I don't want to watch Balto. Yes, this comes do. up every episode. <laughs> you do want to watch Balto. Don't pretend with me. I want to I want to rewatch the Jason Bourne series. I never wanted to watch that in the first place. Why? Did you watch it? I I mean, I watched glimpses of it. I, I didn't like actually watch it. Oh, that it, series was good. See, it seemed just too tense for me. Oh, it was so tense. I don't like tenseness. It was the it was the whole thing was tense. At yeah. no point though at no point was the movie not super tense. That's what I'm saying. I don't like that. You know you what know? I like? I like Cinderella. <laughs> There's some tense moments in Cinderella, but it's like quickly met with like. I don't know, humor. man. The whole time you're like, "Hey, you got to get out of there by midnight." No, you're not like that the whole time. That's not how Cinderella. You're is. like the clock is ticking. No, that's not how it is. I set a timer when I was watching that. I set a timer. Did for you? It. Yeah. Did you? Because that's only like a five minute scene. Yeah. Yeah, they're very very small portion of the movie. They're actually at the ball. It's mostly getting to the ball. But, like, the, the best part about Cinderella to me, I know this is, like, way off topic. Yeah. <laughs> but um, Cinderella is, like, not, like, an action movie, right? It's just, like, this movie. It, was, it wasn't an action? Not an action movie. A lot of people think it is. Not an action movie. But uh, Cinderella is, like, this girl who's very nice to everyone, even the rats in her... Uh, you got a sneeze? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> No, uh, Cinderella's, like, very nice to all the animals, and even her family who, like, are emotionally abusive, she's very nice, right? Um, and, but, like, the most, the point of highest conflict... Yeah. In the, in this moment that you're, like, really emotional, if I describe it to you, it doesn't sound like a big deal. But they're essentially just ripping up her dress. They start ripping apart a dress that the rats made for her. Who did? Like, the, the animals that she's nice to. They rip up her dress? No, no, no. Her sisters rip up her dress. Oh, why'd they rip up her dress? Because they didn't want her going to the ball. Oh, her at the beginning? No, this is like towards the end of the movie. What? I thought she already went to the ball. No, she doesn't go to the... Like, going to the ball is like very far into the movie. Well, kind of far into the movie. What happens is she wants to go to the ball. She finds out the ball about the ball. She wants to go to the ball. She doesn't have time to get a dress ready. So her... Woodland creature friends make her a dress. I thought her fairy godmother made her the dress. Well, what happens is the her her woodland creature friends make her a dress because um, her family gives her too many chores to do to uh, not allow her time to make her own dress. You know what I just realized? You haven't seen this movie. I don't know if I've seen this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I yeah, think yeah. I just have absorbed <laughs> pieces of the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, in short story form, <laughs> the, the point I'm trying to make is that like, so they made her a dress. So yeah, because her family was like, we don't want you going to the, the ball. But so her you have to go to the ball. So she's like, you can go to the ball if you have a dress, but you have to also do all of these chores. So her woodland creatures made her a discount dress. Yes, uh, they made her this pink discount dress. She put it on. She was like thinking, oh, I'm not going to the ball. I don't have a dress. Very mm-hmm. sad. She goes back to her room. Woodland Creatures like, Cinderella, we made you this dress. And she's like, oh, thank you, Woodland Creatures. And she puts on the dress, goes downstairs, and then her sisters rip apart her dress. Why? Because they're mean. (laughs) They're mean and they're jealous of her because she's very pretty. So they rip apart her dress. I'd be more jealous that she was able to convince a bunch of animals to make her a dress. (laughs) No, they they hate the animals. Well, the animals hate her. That's the whole point. The animals hate Cinderella? No, they hate her sister. Oh. Yeah. Because oh. her, her I can't, dude, I can barely get my dog to roll over. 
<laughs> they got Maybe animals. you're not nice enough to them. She's got animals making dresses. Yeah. They're, they're all sewing and stuff. They're putting their lives in danger for the eat mean cat. Yeah. To, to... Wait, do you think my dog hates me? That's why she won't roll over? Yes, that, that's got to be it. <laughs> if I learn anything from Cinderella, that's got to be it. But the whole point I'm making is that, like, you like born because the whole thing is tense. Like, people are dying and he's, like, escaping into crowds and stuff. And I like Cinderella because, like, the highest point of conflict is them ripping this dress apart and me being like, aw. <laughs> How are you going to make it to the ball now, Cinderella? Yeah. But that's when the fairy godmother comes in. She gives her the new dress. Anyway. So you don't like the Bourne series? I don't know. I haven't watched it. I'm sure I like it. Yeah. But as like a general rule, tense movies are like worse than my life. Like I wouldn't want to be Jason Bourne. Yeah. Oh. And so I don't usually watch things. I, I have no But he's got the ninja to... skills. He's like, wah, 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 wee, hoo, hoo. And people are like coming after him. And I mean, the movie's crazy. You should watch it. <laughs> There's a lot of them, right? <laughs> I would consume that in one movie. I don't want to watch three movies about it. Dude, you can't watch the first one. How about this? Watch the first one, and you're just going to, by default, get sucked into the other two. I mean... Didn't you watch John Wick? I did watch John Wick. But that's a different world. What do you mean? John Wick is an assassin world. <laughs> like, everyone is an assassin in John Wick. Really? I thought it was just him. Yeah, no, it's not. It's like he Do goes you still to a hotel. Have that? Do you still own that? I own all the John Wicks. I'll trade you for the Bourne series for a little bit of period of time. Do you have the Bourne series? Yeah, I have all of them. That's weird. I have the special collector's edition. I want to make it clear, everyone. I didn't buy John Wick because I love John Wick so much, all right? <laughs> I, I bought John Wick because I moved into my apartment and there was no Wi Fi and I had a PlayStation. So I was like, I want to watch something. So I bought the John Wick series. He's lying to you. He loves John Wick. <laughs> anyway, yeah, the, the, I'll, I'll I think let you the, borrow John Wick. I think the funniest... I've never seen the John Wick movies. None of them? No. But, oh, I've, but I've gotten bits and pieces like Cinderella. Right. The funniest <laughs> part about John Wick is that he goes crazy because someone killed his dog. That's the whole premise. <laughs> I, think, I think in my mind, like they were like, we want to make an action movie, but... We want to kind of, like, make fun of how action movies always have, like, a very, like, real and depressing start. Uh -huh. Because, like, <laughs> the idea is you want to make an action movie, and then you come up with the reason why it has why they have to kill people, right? Yeah. They're like, you know what? Oh, yeah. Let's just make the dumbest reason. They uh -huh. kill a dog, and now he's going to destroy the entire world, right? And that was a, a really funny way to do it. And, like, you know, sad as well. No one wants to see a dog die, but... Yeah. Yeah. Um... I think that's a really funny... It's a really funny movie to tell people about. <laughs> like, the mob kills this assassin's dog, and then he kills everyone in the mob. Yeah. Like, that's a really funny premise for a movie. Uh, spoiler alert. Hmm. Retroactive. But yeah, I like it. I like that uh, that premise. I think so, it's funny. So what were, what were we talking about? Uh, I think we were talking about putting a hanger on your head and making your head turn sideways. Oh. That's, uh, yeah, so John Wick... I'm sure he's done it. Keanu Reeves put the hanger on his head. You know, if someone's done it, I bet he has. He's done a lot of things. Yeah. He's been in Bill and Ted. All right. Uh, I'm just going to go to the next topic. Is that okay if I go to the next topic? Yeah, no. We were way past the end of that topic. All right. All right. Whew. Man. Man, maybe we should take take a stretch here. Take a stretch? All right. Have ev a catch? Everyone listening, I want you to take a deep breath in. And I want you to hold it right there, hold it, and then 
I want you to let it out slowly. I want you to let it out slowly. And we're going to do one more. We're gonna no, we're not going to do one more. <laughs> all, right, all right. We all know how to breathe, Cameron. Anyway, anyway, we're getting, <laughs> we're getting deep in the weeds on that last topic. All right, so this is, um, this is something that confuses me. This confuses me. And I'm going to ask you first. Is it basic math? No, no. <laughs> is that what you're going to say? It, it's not just... It's No, no Terrence. It's not just basic math. It's basic math and basic spelling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Of course. Anyway, um, so how do you feel when someone calls you the wrong name and or just doesn't remember your name? How does that make you feel? Not... If they call me the wrong name? Yeah. Uh... It depends on their tone. If they confidently call me the wrong name, I don't. I'm I'm pretty anti it. But if they're like Derek, or like if they if like if they if it's clear that they're not sure, yeah, it's my name, but they're just trying, then I'm I'm like all right. But if they're like confidently just like Yo Jeff, what's up? Then I'm not about it. Why? Because like they don't know my name. They must know. They must know that they don't know my name, right? (laughs) Like so. I don't know. I mean, I don't either, but I've had people just, like, say a name that's not mine. The one I get the most often is Lawrence. What if they say accidentally? What if they do it accidentally? What if they're like, hey, Jeff, I mean, sorry, Terrence, I don't, I don't know That why. happens at work all the time. Yeah? I get called Brendan almost every day. Wow. Almost every day, Brendan, that name, <laughs> specifically. But when people, people I've been working with the them same for, people? yes. <laughs> In 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 what's most what's most strange? Okay, so there's there's a reason for this. There's a guy named Brendan on my team. Looks nothing like me. Sounds nothing like me. Okay, but for some reason, there's one position, like one person on our team, uh-huh. who always calls me Brendan and always calls Brendan Terrence. And they have to be no no no. Shade. Hear me hear me out. What's interesting about it is that that person has like quit or changed jobs multiple times. So the person in that position has changed three times. <laughs> and all four of them make the same mistake. I don't know how. I don't know how they do it. It has to be a joke. They don't know that they do it, though. Oh, thank what? you, Brendan. Like, they just... Oh, no. All of them. All yeah. of them. They don't know each other. They've never met. All right, how does that make you feel? Uh, I think it's hilarious at this point. That specific situation, <laughs> I think, is hilarious. Yeah. It's, a, it's a really ridiculous and absurd and I don't understand situation, but... Uh, yeah. But, like, you know, if someone doesn't remember my name, it's not a big deal. Yeah. I probably don't remember their names is the real that's how I. That's how I feel. Okay, so the reason I brought this up is because uh, I've, like, had a couple people not remember my name. and You're forgettable. I and mean, other people are more offended for me than I am. Because usually the people who forget my name, I don't even know their name. So I'm like... I can't fault them for that. Like, I can't be upset about that. Because I'm sitting there like, please don't try to say their name. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, but then they're like uh, trying to apologize to me. And I'm like, no, no, no. Don't worry about it. Like, seriously. Like, Jeff, do not don't worry, worry about, about it. it. Yeah. <laughs> right. I'm like, let's just like, like in my perspective, I'm sitting there like, yeah, I'm trying to get out of this conversation. Not because... I'm trying to avoid you, but because, like, I really don't want you to try to quiz me here. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, I, I would prefer, and this is something that both of us don't have to deal with, at least in the United States. Yeah. I would prefer someone to get my name wrong than to mispronounce my name. 
Have you <laughs> like? <laughs> and why are you so particular? Because okay, hear me out. This is this is so. There's a lot of people with weird names, right? Especially yeah. black people. We let's say it's, I'll say it real. All right, black people have <laughs> black people have weird weirder names than like Demond. Well, my brother Demond. Yeah. D e m o n d. Uh-huh. Uh huh. My phone doesn't say that name, right? I'm not upset about that. My phone doesn't know what they're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, um, I think, and it doesn't offend me, but I think that I would want to name my kid a name mm-hmm. that is hard to pronounce. Because I think a person trying to learn not just your name, but how to pronounce your name properly yeah. is a sign of respect. Oh. And so I think that giving my child like a built-in respect meter is like a good thing. Yeah. Right? Like... You, you, can, you can't gauge, like, I can't gauge if someone respects me very well. But I know that if I have a complicated to pronounce a name and somebody that I work with takes the time to try to pronounce it correctly, then that person has respect for me, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you're not going to consistently mispronounce your boss's name. Maybe. I mean, if you don't care about your career. <laughs> you know, like, absolutely. Yeah. But, like, I work with um, people from, like, Pakistan, people from India, people from Nepal, and I have, like, tried to learn how to pronounce all of their names. Yeah. And I have some coworkers who just don't. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> who uh, who just don't get it. They don't they don't say the names right. But uh I don't think of that is necessarily a lack of respect, but because no one's correcting anyone. But if yeah. someone corrects you multiple times and you still just mess it up, that's a that's a sign of disrespect. I don't know. Man, maybe. Uh, if they correct you yeah, yeah, multiple times right. and you're like, oh they clear because if someone yeah. corrects you that means they care about it. Yeah. Right? And if you still just blow it off, then you're just like, oh, I don't care enough about this person to try to learn this thing that they care about. Okay, so you know how you said that uh, black people have weirder, or not weirder, but like harder to pronounce first names? Yeah. Uh, I saw stand-up of someone saying that. But they, That's offensive. But they no no they, no, <laughs> no, 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 no they followed it up with white people have weirder last names. Do they? Well, that's not fair. <laughs> of, course, of course they do. Like all of like the Swedish names and oh, yeah. Scottish names. Well, I mean, like if you go to Africa, they got some crazy names. Over there. Oh, yeah, I guess. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a whole different world of names. But, yeah, I, um, I, I've been thinking about that. I, I need to convince my uh, future wife to name our child something that's hard to pronounce. Because I, I like the idea of them having like a built-in respectometer. Yeah? Yeah. And see, not, yeah. See, here's the thing. I don't even care if people mispronounce my last name. It does not matter to me. Right, but I'm going to tell my kids. I'm going to be like, your name is pronounced this. Make sure people know. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that uh, the way that my parents taught me to pronounce my last name mm-hmm. is wrong. And just like somewhere along the line someone messed it up and it's just like turned into a game of telephone to where they fully believe that that's how it's pronounced when it's not the case right my phone doesn't say your last name properly it doesn't no it says like my long yeah yeah almost like my long tongue but it's not that one yeah um huh. but i know i just found this about out about my middle name yeah so my middle name is dewan right d-w-a-n yeah and you know that's from irish origins did you know that it's an Irish origin last name. 
I'm Irish. Yeah? Yes. <laughs> so I'm half Irish or part Irish, like a quarter Irish, something like that. Anyway, um, I knew that my middle name was of Irish origin. I ran this past someone, um, and then they said, oh, we have a person who was like studied Irish. Ir he's from Ireland. Yeah. Has studied Irish literature. We're going to see if it's true. And I was like, see I mean. what's true. If my, my middle name is of Irish origin. And yeah. then I told them my middle name, and they were like, um, how do you spell it? And I said, D-W-A-N. And they said, there's no W's in the Irish language, or in the Irish alphabet. First of all, didn't know that the Irish had a different alphabet. But second of all, uh, I found out that my middle name is of Irish origin, but it's spelled in the anglicized way. Right. So <laughs> my middle name is originally, like it... In, in the Irish sense, it's D-O-A-N-E, Doan. Yeah, I found wow. that out from this guy telling me this. He didn't He didn't know that, but I Googled yeah. it, and I was like, wait, I know that it's Irish. So I Googled it, and it said, yeah, D-W-A-N is the anglicized version of, of D-O-A-N-E. So I found that out. That is fascinating. Yeah. Really interesting. Really interesting stuff. Huh. I know that uh, my last name is uh, not spelled because I traced back, like, because my ancestors from Sweden, and like I, there's like a record of them coming over on a boat, right. so you can see their name and their last name. Right. And I know that they uh, changed some of the spelling, like especially like in the middle, they just like flip one, uh, like how you're how you're saying. Dwa, like the dwa yeah. part. Like similarly, they switched that. Uh, like a, it was like a, uh, it was like a k. So instead of a, instead of like a t, it was like a ch. You know what I mean? Yeah. Man, I want to do one. I should do one of those like ancestry.com things or well, that's one what, of those Mormon things, right? But what blows my mind is like, how at one point did someone just like change the spelling you know what i mean like how right. does uh, like especially on a last name like how does someone just to like, be more accepted right i don't know i mean why are you like like it's, it's like it's, that means that at some point a child had to change the spelling of their name compared to their parent no okay okay hear me out okay so you know there's an inye in in spanish right yeah and that's like the nya sound yeah we don't have a letter for that right yeah so if someone's like anya which would be a n y a a right in Spanish? A n y a a Anya. Yeah. If they came here and they wanted to be called Anya and not Anna, they would uh, have to change their spelling to a n y a. Whoa. Right. So, like in in whoa. English, d o a n e is don. <laughs> right. <laughs> so they were like, no, but my name is Duan, and they're like, oh, d w a n. Right. So, Don't, right? <laughs> right. No. So I, my assumption is that you change the spelling of your name to reflect the, the pronunciation of the place that you are. Oh my gosh, that makes so much more sense. <laughs> You're welcome. You know, I, I think about things logically. That's what I do. That actually checks out. Yeah, right? 100%. Right? That fully checks out. That really checks out. Yeah, so that's that's my thought. That's my... That's my I, I mean, that's... Just the, like the logical explanation. Yeah. I haven't done any research on this, but that's my that's my thought. That's even uh, 
That's even helped me out with the pronunciation of my own last name. Because <laughs> if I saw how it used to be spelled, I would just be like, uh... Nah. <laughs> right, exactly. And I'd have to like try to explain to people my whole life, and then I'd right. just give up. And... So it probably just becomes more phonetic. Like, if you move to a different place, you just spell it phonetically. Like, if I went to Japan, yeah, my name wouldn't be spelled in the Roman alphabet, or the, the Latin alphabet, right? Yeah. It would be spelled with Japanese letters. And it would just be phonetic. Whatever I want people to say it like, Teransu, right? Yeah. <laughs> it would be those letters. And uh, yeah, that's probably how it happens. That's huh. my assumption of how it happens. That's, uh, I don't know, that's a game changer. That really makes me think about differently about how I feel about people mispronunciating my name. Yeah? Maybe a little bit. But more importantly... What so you actually like care if people don't remember your name? Because the way I see it is, there's two reasons someone doesn't remember your name. Okay. They either have a terrible memory. All right, I never give that that the right. Or I'm really unimpressive. It's always number two. And I'm for not, you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and guess what? I'm not trying to impress them anyways. I feel like the only reason I would be offended is if I was trying to impress them enough to have them remember my name. And Nine times out of ten, it. I, You're married. I man. don't care. <laughs> I'm not married. Yeah. I think that people not remembering it's, it's a very similar thing, right? Like if I meet someone and they're like, "Wow, this guy," they're gonna remember my name. Yeah. They're gonna remember my birthday, right? Like they'll 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 remember it all. But like, who? Wait, what? Like, Say that again. If if I meet someone and they're like very impressed with me, right? If oh they're, they're yeah, taken yeah, yeah, yeah. By me, then they will, you know, they'll be like, "Oh, Terrence." Right, uh-huh. and if I meet them again, because the thing is, it's only awkward. It's not awkward if both people don't remember the name, right? Uh-huh. Because then it's like, oh, don't worry, <laughs> I don't remember your name either. We both didn't make a good impression, or yeah. whatever. But like, it's awkward when one person you've met one time, one person's like, oh, I remember your name, because that means you made a larger impression on them mm-hmm. than they did on you, right? Yeah. Um, because in general, and and I will actually like a, this is. Uh, shot at myself from the past in the past i was like horrible with names right yeah i'm much better now but i think what it was was i was just like semi-narcissistic in high school uh-huh that would be like my thought because i didn't remember anyone's hold name. on let me stop you semi <laughs> i see i felt that coming i felt that coming when i even when i said the word semi i was like i was like maybe this is gonna get me called out but yes uh I think that, <laughs> that like, I thought I was special or whatever, you know, like high schoolers do. Every yeah. high schooler, I'm a unique snowflake, right? <laughs> but um, <laughs> for me, that, that carried on the form of me being, like, special or whatever, and that made me not remember people's names. Uh-huh. I knew a ton of people. I met a ton of people. They would remember not my name, and I would just not even think their name was, you know, special enough for me to remember but yeah. nowadays, if someone tells me their name, I think that is a very fundamental part of their person. Huh. And I am not above them, so I should do my diligence to remember it. And so now I'm, like, much better with names than I was. Um, so I think people not remembering your name is just a, like, it just is a tell of how important they thought you were in the moment that they met you. Huh. You know? No, I agree. And I'm, and because of that, since... If someone doesn't remember my name, I don't really care or fault them for that. Like, it doesn't, like, I'm just like, okay. Yeah. 
Like, I'm just, you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. like, whatever. Most of the time, I'm the same. But if I meet a girl, I'm like, man, we really connect. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, ooh, I completely forget your name. Then I'm like, ah. You, like, strike up a conversation <laughs> with a girl at the bar, and uh, you're like, wow. If I ever meet her again, that was the love of my life. <laughs> right. And then you meet her she again. Even, and I'm, like, like, obsessing <laughs> over her name, you know? Yeah. I Facebook stopped her yep. already. <laughs> <laughs> and you run into her again. Uh, on accident and you're like Jennifer and she's like get away from me it's always Jennifer it's always Jennifer she's like hey you and you're like no Jennifer what's my name uh Derek you know one of those yep um but yeah I think that that's that I don't I don't care if someone doesn't remember my name on a regular basis I'll never fault a person for not remembering my name. But sometimes I'll be like, ooh, man, I wish they remembered my name. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, I wish that that I made a larger impression. on. I don't typically care about making a large impression, but some people you want to make a large impression on. Yeah. But, yeah, that's that's how I'm feeling about it. All right. Well, we're gonna we're gonna take a break. We're gonna take a break. This is the uh, <laughs> this is the fifty fifty break. This is where we cut it off halfway through, and you get to hear from our sponsor, who is our corporate sponsor. They, Why would uh, you say corporate? Sponsor? I don't know. I don't know. I thought it would sound good. I'm trying to hype them up. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Our corporate sponsor. Uh, they they have a message for us from us. It's our message to you. To you. <laughs> From the corporate sponsor. Cam, I got a question for you. Yeah, I would, I would know. Yeah, when you drink, uh, what do you like to drink? You like to drink, uh, you know, the, 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 the regular beers, or you like to drink something special? I wish that I could only drink special beer for the rest of my life, but I know that I can't. Yeah, well, I have a special beer here that I love, and I know you love. We've tasted it together. It's Sinophore Brewing. Yeah? Yeah, I love it. It's the beer you keep in the back. It's the special beer that you wish you could drink every day, but you can't because there's only limited supply. I, I have one of those. I have one beer by Sinophore, and I keep it in the back. And I'm not drinking it for a long... I'm not drinking it until my kids are old enough to drink it. And you're not letting them drink it. <laughs> I, yeah. I'm, I'm waiting for them to age so that I can drink it in front of them. And I don't even have kids yet. That's right. Well, <laughs> Sinophore Brewing, they make delicious beer... That you save for special occasions, and by special occasions, I mean whenever you want to drink, because they make delicious beer. They're, uh, they they definitely won the, the beer competition that we had last week, yep. um, and only tied with with really astounding um, beer. So yeah, well, they the second place it was the uh, Goose Island Bourbon County Stout, which is a very famous beer, and but Sinaforg they. They, they edged them out. They, they had a better all-around beer. That's right. And so... Beer you could drink today, tomorrow, in the winter, in the summer, any day. Yeah, it, it really was better. But so anyway, not not the beer that we tasted in episode 14, but sep- a separate beer that they made. That beer, in previous beers that they've made, they've won Farm Fest 2018, 2019, 2020, and 2021 Farm Fest Beer of the Year Award. Yeah, so it's definitely an astounding beer. Something you should definitely check out if you're in the Chicago area. And if you're not, you should reach out just to see if they might deliver to you because it's definitely worth it. Yeah, and you and you put this beer in the back of your fridge. And here's the thing. it's the They almost have a curse on them because their beer is so good that you can't drink it. Yeah. Because you have to save it for a special occasion. It's like the last bite of the best food you've ever eaten. 
you're really sad because you're like, do I have to eat this last bite or can I just stretch this moment out forever? And that's how that's how it is with with the sign of four brewing. Yeah. So yeah, this is the beer you keep in the back, and uh, definitely let us know if you want to have some of that. Yeah, just reach out to us. Uh, you can text us, Twitter, and if you. Uh, if you're in the core fan group me, you can obviously get it through there. They make kegs for like weddings and special events and all these other things. And so if you if you need like a large supply, you just got to let them know early and we can make that work out. We'll reach out to Connor and that's the deal. It's the beer that you put in the back. Welcome back to Peaches and Cream. I like how you said welcome back. They didn't actually go anywhere, man. Oh, wait, they didn't go anywhere? No, they've been here the whole time. <laughs> oh. oh. We just did a little little, uh, little break for the sponsor. Well, maybe they heard the corporate sponsor. They hit pause. The corporate sponsor. The, you got to stop saying corporate sponsor. Corporate sponsor. You know, the only time I've ever heard someone say corporate sponsor is when it's like a non-profit company make, raising money and they have like a sponsorship from a corporation, then it's a corporate sponsor. Corporate sponsor. All right, whatever you want to say, whatever you want to say. All right, on to the next topic. This next topic is spawned from a story. I want to tell you the story, Cam. I know you don't know this story yet. Yeah. Um, so essentially, it was this this man and this woman, they, um, they got married, they had a baby, and this man was like, you know, they were in, it was an abusive relationship. The man abused the wife. Yeah. And once they had the baby, she was worried that he might abuse the baby. So yeah. she was like, we should put the baby up for adoption. Yeah. So she puts the baby up for adoption. And the baby gets adopted. And then they have two more kids later on. Right? Yeah. And um, she kind of like keeps the kids away. They, they uh, um, but, you know, they're, they're still together. Um, was this a documentary? No, I, I, I don't remember actually how I heard this story. Yeah. But I did hear the story, and I thought it was very ridiculous and strange. But anyway, you know, the, the baby that was up for adoption, eventually at, like, the age of, like, 17 or 18, started, like, you, like, like a lot of children uh, that were adopted do, she said, I want to meet my parents. Uh-huh. And so she goes and she meets her parents, and then she moves out of her adopted family's house into her family's house her her parents her biological parents house and then yeah i know your your face is cringy that's where it's going eventually she starts a relationship with her biological dad and then that's when the the wife was like i'm moving out we're done with this the the wife moves out with her two kids she finds out by reading her daughter's diary that like he's calling her baby and all this stuff and um, she she was pregnant, so this biological daughter and father are now a couple. They get married, and there are pictures of like them together with the adopted parents, adoptive parents, and the man's mom. So what? Yes. So everyone was like approving, I guess, of this marriage at least to some extent, right? Like, yeah, to some extent. So anyway. Um, so they, this, this woman... Dude, dude, dude. I know. Hold on, hold All on. Right. All I'm right. Just, I'm going to no, finish the no, story. No, no, I'm <laughs> going to stop you right there. <laughs> all I'm right. going to stop you all right, right All right, all right, all right. If my adopted kid married their biological dad, I'm going over there with a crowbar. Oh, 100%. <laughs> I am fighting that guy. 
no, like not even like you know. Let's not let's not talk. Let's not negotiate this. No, you know, we're not gonna. We're gonna fight. There's no room for. We're gonna fight, right? Yeah, no, one hundred percent. I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, but but the adoptive parents said something along the lines of like, we felt like there was nothing we could do except for support her. No, 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 no. There's plenty you can do. There's plenty. You can fight them. There's, there's you can fight that guy. all sorts of weapons you can get at Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I felt the same way. I felt the same way. Um, but yes, so they did. Uh, and and they, they were able to do it. I don't care if I'm going to jail for arson. Right. Like, <laughs> they, were, they were able to get married because their last names were different because she was adopted. No, 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 no. No, no, hold, no, hold on, hold no. on. The point I'm making, the point I'm making is that, like, she was adopted... And then he married her, so they had different uh, last names. So legally, like at the time, they were able to get married. How they old? eventually get married? They eventually get um, arrested for like an incestual relationship. Arrested? Yeah, you you can't like have a baby with a person in your family, like a direct relative. That's against the law. That's against the, in some states. Well, now I'm. Now you're on their I side. Don't, I don't. I <laughs> don't take their side here. I don't take their side here. But like. Dude, the government coming in. Like, I all all I gotta say here is, um, I thought that what we've learned oh, no. for the last long period of time is that it's not the government's business on who you love. Yeah, but there you go. No, there's a huge, there's say. a big difference. There's a big say. difference, though. It's not any of their business. This is like almost. It's between that guy and that girl's dad. That mother yeah. daughter. He should go over there. No, no, no. That that the wife daughter. That adopted kid's dad mm-hmm. should go over there with a crowbar and bust that guy's teeth out. No, agreed. But this this he got needs me to thinking. Go this get got me thinking. All of his buddies and they gotta go over there. If you are a, a sperm donor, there's a movie about Vince Vaughn where he's a sperm donor. Yeah. As like a college student, he he donates sperm to uh to get money. Mm-hmm. So he does it like often. And then all of his children want to meet him. Yeah. <laughs> and so he ends up having like 60 children of all different ethnicities. Really? <laughs> yeah. And so they all go out and try to meet him, you know? And that's yeah. like his, the movie. Um, and he becomes like the dad of all these people. Have you seen the Netflix documentary, Our Father? No. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. I can't believe you brought this topic without this subject. How? I mean, I didn't know. I don't know what it is. Oh my God, dude. <laughs> Okay. Are you going to tell me about yeah, it? Yeah, I'm going to tell you about this. This is a Netflix documentary I just watched. And I had a coworker shout out. <laughs> shout out to Omari. He goes by Chef Boy Omari. That's pretty good. That's, and, my uh, brothers would love that. Yeah, it's really good. Anyway, uh, he showed he well, he convinced me to watch this. Apparently, there's a fertility doctor in Indiana. Oh, no. I don't like where this is going. Okay. I don't like where this is going at all. Where he was telling all of his patients that he was giving them oh no random random sperm donors specimens. Yeah, just say it, Cam. We all know what but, you're going to say. But he he was giving them all his own. Did he why did he do this? Is there a reason? Uh Did he think that he was like the the No, the they super... they've only speculated why he did this. And I, I, I can speculate why he did this. Why did he do this? Because he's nasty. 
Because he's <laughs> nasty. <laughs> no. Did he like think he was the perfect specimen? No, 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 no. I think it was just like, well, I mean, it, okay, back to, you know how you were saying like a Darwinist explanation to the, the coat hanger on your head? Yeah. I think that like the Darwinist explanation would be like, he needed to spread his seed. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I think that Did he have a wife? Was he single? Oh, yeah, he had a wife. Dude, oh, he's my like in, gosh. He's like in the record books for most having children. the most children. He has like 100 kids, dude. I mean, they don't yeah. even They don't even know who they all are. They don't even know how many kids this guy That's has. That's a lot, yeah. He doesn't even know how many kids this guy has. Yeah. And in the other issue is that um, since he is in this... He's like a, a doctor for... Uh, like in a certain area of town, everyone in that town is is having babies with each other. Well, a lot oh, of people. No. Yeah, I know. So a lot of people in that town, like a lot of people in that geographical area of where oh, his no. medical practice was, he's ruined. So so no no he's definitely ruined. He's no no he's, I, he's ruined a town. No yeah so basically <laughs> so basically all these people in the town they didn't even know that they were all siblings and stuff. They didn't even. Know of course, they're hooking up. And none stuff. of them knew that they were half siblings, uh, um, until Twenty Three and Me came out. Oh. And so these people were doing these DNA swabs, and their DNA swabs were lighting up like a Christmas tree. <laughs> and they were oh, like, no. and, the, and these DNA swabs oh, were like, were like, no. congratulations, you have a hundred siblings. Oh no! Remember and, when I just we, I just told you that Indiana has a bad rep. And you were like, for what? Why does Indiana have a bad rep? Because there's a whole incest town. How a whole incest town in Indiana. A whole one. All right. So anyway. So yeah, I know. I know. I know. So anyway, these people, were lighting up like a Christmas tree. They're like, every, they're like on this 23andMe thing. And every time it comes up, they're like, there's someone who's like, oh, I actually... That person's kid is in school with my kids. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so they have to like sit down with their kids and explain this to them and all this stuff. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, this fertility doctor basically had been for decades using his own. Oh, this is the craziest part. This is the craziest part. This blew my mind. Okay. This blew. I'm curious about what the craziest mind. part could be. <laughs> Because if it's crazier than the already stated things, then I, I'm uncomfortable this, already. This is the part that's unwieldy. This is just, oh, this is no. so far out there. Oh, no. What is it? What is it? What is it? One of... <laughs> no, Cam, you need to complete it. You need I'm to sorry. tell me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is just, it's too much. One of the... <laughs> the moment I say it, you're going to get it, and oh, I, I no. can't even finish the sentence oh, without no. you knowing what... Is gonna happen, so I need to phrase it to where you might not get it. Yeah, good luck. But um, one of the <laughs> you're not a great wordsmith, so one of the doctor's patients. Okay. That uh, he was no. <laughs> one of the doctor's patients, because he's a fertility doctor. Yeah. So all of his patients are ladies. Oh yeah. So one of his patients, after she had kids in. And after she had um, been his patient, yeah, did the twenty three and Me, and found out that the the doctor was her dad. Oh no! <laughs> Whoa! No! 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 
That's one of those Father Grandpas. No, 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 no. Listen, listen. That is not what I said. That's not what I said. That is not what I said. That is definitely not what I said. The documentary did not infer or say anything related to what you're describing. A Father Grandpa? They did not. They did not. They did not say anything related to that. Okay, hold on. So they left it at that. You're saying he is the father? No, of, 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 of one of his patients. one of his patients. And they left it at that. And one of his patients had children. And one of his patients has children. And those children have a father that they don't know. No, no, no. Unconfirmed no, no, father. No, 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 no. They have a father. Because otherwise they wouldn't exist. Yeah, but they don't know their father is what I'm trying to say. Could be anyone. They didn't. The documentary did not go any further than what I stated. gross (laughs) super gross but the point i was trying to make the whole point about this is is exactly what i'm is exactly that exactly what you were trying to make the case that the government should come in and arrest these people that was not the case i was trying to make prison that was not my my case here and which is why i brought this up we should have whole incest no If you want to put no. words in my mouth, I'll put no. words in your no, mouth. No, 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 What I was trying to say was these people don't even know. They have no idea. That's my they question. No That's my idea. question. They have no idea. That's my question. So this is what I was actually trying to bring up is if uh, hypothetically someone like donates sperm in college uh-huh. and then they're like 40 years old uh-huh. and they start dating a 20 year old. Uh-huh. What if that's their daughter and they don't know? I'm, 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 I think stuff like this has happened. You think? Because it seems like it would be very unlikely, right? <laughs> I'm sure, well, I mean, as far as unlikely things go, I mean, there's 300 million people out there. So I'm, I bet. 300 million people in here, like in the United States. I mean, dude, just listen to the thing I just said, like. I know, but that's a whole town of incest people. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> I mean. No, it's just a whole, it's a town of people who all have the same dad. That's exactly Right. Yep. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> but but um, none of them knew. Most of them didn't even know. Actually, what was even crazier was a lot of these uh, people who had gone to this doctor, they went with their husband because, like, it's a treatment, like fertility treatment. Right. And uh, uh, they had the, like, wife's husband go back and, like, like create uh, create. The specimens, specimens. <laughs> yeah, great specimens in order to like uh, fertilize. You know oh I mean? my and, gosh! And, and he switched him out. He's the worst. A bunch of them, he's like the a worst whole guy. bunch of people. He switched him out. Yeah, no, he's he should be he should rot in prison. I mean, that's really that's he really should rot in prison. I mean, actually, no, that's the kind of person that those other people should be going to his house with a tire iron. Either that, or he's going to become the mayor because so many of his <laughs> children would vote for him. <laughs> you have the majority. I'm sorry, but yeah, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, uh, that's uh, that's ridiculous. But that's all I had to say. I was thinking. It just made me think about like it's possible because incest is illegal in some. It's in a lot of states, mm-hmm. right? Not in every state, I don't think. But I'm pretty sure it's legal in a lot of states. And so, if you donate sperm and then you don't know that you're dating someone that is your child, you got to pivot. You gotta end the relationship. Well, my thought is, if you're gonna donate sperm, don't date anyone that could possibly <laughs> fall in that age category. Because, like, I mean, you never know. Yeah. Like, if you're 40, don't. I mean, and you've donated sperm, you yeah, you gotta go 30 and up. You can't can't go below 30. You know. Mm. I mean, anything's possible. Anyway, that's that was my thought when I heard that story. 
I don't think I could ever donate sperm because <laughs> they would take one look at me and be like, you can't lift 100 pounds. Yeah, see, <laughs> same for me. They'd be like, I don't think people are looking for like minority under five, under six feet tall sperm. Because they they t- yeah. they're looking for specimen. They are looking. They're looking the ma- for the perfect athletes. male specimen. Yeah, they're looking for yeah, Olympic not, not this guy, All Jerry. Right. They're looking for Jerry. Yeah, they're looking for my <laughs> my brother. They're yeah. like PhD, tall, dark, yeah. handsome. Check. Exactly. <laughs> me, I'm not getting a lot of money. They might pay me five dollars. <laughs> You'd have to pay them. <laughs> yeah, right. I just yeah, want a lot too. of children. <laughs> nah, nah. I'm, I'm not. I, I don't think that's for me. I could donate blood. Oh, I yeah, got I plenty of blood. blood. I yeah, got tons too. of blood. I'm I'm an O type blood. They, I don't know what type they could of blood suck I am. me dry for blood. I, I'm sure I'm not an O type blood. No, because I feel like I would remember that. I, I know I've been told what blood type I am, um, and it wasn't notable, so I forgot it. I didn't I didn't remember mine for the longest time, and then I pulled out my little card, at, like you know, years later, and looked at it, and I was like, oh, I'm an O. But you have a horrible memory. So that's the difference. I would remember if I was O type. I'll be yeah. like, oh. I feel like the least memorable would be A B positive. You think so? Is that is that common? I don't know. I think I must be like I just B. feel like it's just the hodgepodge. B positive. B positive. That's what I feel like I must be. <laughs> you know what? I think you should be positive about gross. <laughs> that was horrible. About your blood type. That was horrible. You should be. Positive. I don't like that at all. I don't like that at all. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna move on for that. Anyway, we're we're gonna go to the next topic. All right. The next topic. I was having a great time. We're done with <laughs> we're we're done with the incest babies topic. All right. Wait. So what ended up happening with the with the dad? It's a sad ending. We don't you don't want we don't want to go into that. All right. We're gonna move on. <laughs> you can you can look it up. Anyway, um, not a great ending. We're gonna go on to the next topic. This one is we're gonna tap dance around some. Uh, Are we tap dancing? We're tap dancing. We're tap dancing around some some more sensitive topics. So um, this is kind of about Kendrick Lamar released a new album. There's a lot of controversy surrounding certain things in the album. But the song I'm going to stick on is the song Auntie Diaries. If you haven't listened to it, you know, you don't need to. Basically, it's about Kendrick coming to terms with the fact that he has uh, transgender members in his family. And then um, the way that I'm interpreting this, or rather not interpreting, but like comparing it is Kendrick himself is not a transgender person, right? Kendrick is what that community would call the, a cis person, right? He's a straight, um, non-trans person. And then, but it's not a, a corny song. And so what I've thought is like, if you, meet, if you hear art or consume art made by like a white person about racism in the black community, it often comes out cheesy. Right, or if you hear like a straight person make a song about how gay people should be accepted, it comes off cheesy. And the example I think of is like "Same Love" by by Macklemore, and that's like a pretty cheesy song. Like, yeah, it has like a good message, but like <laughs> he's like, you know, when I was six, I thought I was gay because I had a lot of friends that were guys, and you're like, that's not the same, right? And so it becomes like a really cheesy thing. But Auntie Diaries isn't cheesy, and when I realize is that uh and and this is this is something that i struggle with myself like if i I couldn't become an actor because i don't take myself serious enough to like portray serious ideas but the way this plays in with this same love versus auntie diaries thing is that kendrick just tells his story he doesn't like argue for anything social he just says this is my story with my experience 
uh, with with this topic. Whereas Macklemore's like, I'm not gay, but you should all do this, you know? And so that comes off really cheesy. And I thought that. Do you have any any ideas or understand what I'm saying at all? I think I know what you're saying. <clears throat> I think um, I think art, I really, the older I get, the more I appreciate art. Of all kinds? Most kinds. If someone was like pooping and smearing <laughs> it on a canvas, I don't think I would appreciate it the same way. Okay. Um, but as far as like art in general, mm-hmm. um, in, in even what my perception of art is has broadened as I've gotten older. Um, whether it comes from like, even with, uh, like you have drawings and paintings and you have glass and then you can move into film and then you can move into music and you can move into all these things. I mean, art is really just kind of like an expression of something in, um, you know, it's interesting. So, okay, I'm gonna get really off topic. Yeah, right? I already and I'm felt really it. sorry. I felt it. Because <laughs> um, you gotta like wrangle me back into yeah, my own yeah, point yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, one thing about art, art, is that from my perspective? Because I'm not, I don't make a lot of art. But what I think is really important about art is that uh, you need to be making. If you're trying to express yourself. You need to express yourself in a way that people are going to be able to connect and understand with it. Right. Because I've seen a lot of art where people are uh, expressing themselves in a way where people cannot relate to it. Mm-hmm. And it's because you're in your own head and you're not providing like context to people and stuff. I think the best art out there is art that people can connect with. See, I think almost... Very close, but mm-hmm. slightly different. Yeah. I think the best art is when you're in your own head. Mm-hmm. So, like, the difference between these Auntie Diaries, like, coming back to the original topic, Auntie Diaries and Same Love. So, I think Kendrick was making his song, like, this is my relationship with my transgender uncle mm-hmm. and my transgender cousin. Mm-hmm. This is what I was feeling during these times. Mm-hmm. Whereas... Macklemore with Same Love was like, I hope that gay people like this song, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Like, he was in other people's heads. He was trying to impress the oh, gay community. No, I'm not saying you know I'm not mean? saying trying to be in other people's heads. I'm saying expressing it in a way, like working on your communication skills. Like, having really good speaking skills and well, communication skills on a podium, you can express yourself the way you want to, but being able to say it in a way that makes people be able to understand. Well, what I'm saying is, like, Same Love... Is is eloquently spoken. Is it? It's yeah. It's it's an understandable thought. Mm-hmm. You know, gay people and straight people were all the same. Mm-hmm. That's an understandable thought, but it's very cheesy, and like not relatable mm-hmm. very much. Like it, it's he said a lot of things that's just like you know cheesy and like and it was an anthem and it was like powerful I guess for some people, but it just like didn't hit for. For the people that probably should have, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you don't need to convince gay people that gay people are equal. Mm-hmm. Because they know, yeah. <laughs> right? And that was who the song was for, right? Yeah. But Kendrick was coming at this from, like, I'm a cis man, and I'm making this song for people like me who don't fully understand these topics. Mm-hmm. And so he was making it just, like, his perspective. And I think that is what made it less cheesy. Mm-hmm. Just, like... In dealing with any topic that you're not directly involved in, right? Like, I couldn't necessarily, I don't know what kind of art I would make, maybe movies, a TV show. I couldn't make a TV show about 
the trials and tribulations of being like a single woman in her 30s mm -hmm. uh, without being cheesy unless it was like my perspective of a single woman yeah, in her 30s, yeah. right? But like, this is a perfect example, I think. Um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Do you know uh, that show? Kinda. Well, it's a show about police officers. And uh, they do an episode where Terry Crews, the big black guy, you know what I'm talking about? The yeah. super ripped black guy, uh, old spice guy. Uh, he is a police officer. He's a lieutenant, lieutenant. And he gets arrested in front of his own house for being black. Right? They like yeah. they stereotype him in a different precinct. He hung up photos of himself. <laughs> all over. All over the house. But, uh, but the point is that like they couldn't have done that, I don't think. Unless he weighed in heavily. You know, he had to have put his own fingerprint on what that episode uh, would have been yeah, like. Yeah, it yeah. couldn't have been like Andy Samberg, like, mm -hmm. this is how it's all going to yeah, go. You this know? is how it's going to go. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. So I think that, like, him being able to weigh in, like, I couldn't write episodes about another person's experience. I could only write, an like, an episode about my experience mm -hmm viewing another person's experience i totally agree and that's how i feel like that's for me what i'm realizing is like the key to difference between like cheesy art and like authentic and good art mm -hmm. and good representation yeah i think i think what i was describing was the difference between good art and confusing art not cheesy right and um i think that you also have to strike being able to communicate your perspective when it comes to it like right. how you see it and how it makes you feel and all those things like uh, being able to express that to where other people can understand it. It's a, Art is more of a communication, how I see it. I see it as like a right. way to communicate how you feel. And if, you're, and if you're not focusing on how you're communicating, if you're only focusing on how you feel, then you can just confuse your audience. Right. And, but, but... To the center of what you're describing, it should always come from the perspective of how you feel. Right. Not it, trying yeah. to guess how someone else feels. Yes. Yeah. Because you're almost like, I would, ne there's a lot of things uh, with you that I don't think I will ever be able to understand how it makes you feel. Right. And I really, I really say that in a way where I don't think I I'll ever be able to understand that. But I do say that you're my friend and I'm always and I'm always going to love you for all of those things and um it's powerful I might cry guys yeah <laughs> but I'm just like I'm just saying like I'm always going to be able to uh like try to understand I'm not mm -hmm. but I'm but the reality is I'm never going to understand right I can always try to listen to it and you can always give me your perspective on it but the reality is I'm not ever going to be able to fully understand yeah. yeah no it's 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 really uh especially with words right because mm -hmm. like Words are so um, very like if I say Mike, like yeah, you know Mike, right? You've you've heard about Mike. People will uh, jump to someone who's Mike, exactly. <laughs> but people will immediately assume someone. Yeah, right. Like I was I was uh, listening to some song, and they said, yeah, it's just like Mike, and I knew that they were talking about Michael Jordan. There was yeah. no there was no need for me to think about it. I knew I've never met Michael Jordan. Yeah, um, but they just said. It's like Mike. They said that those words, and that person that said those words knew that I was going to think of Michael Jordan, Michael uh -huh. Jordan, right? And so, 
I think that a lot of artists that use words like poem, po uh, poets and writers and, and, you know, musicians, when they use these words, they're at least the good ones. They're masters of knowing what you associate words with. Right. And so that I think is really impressive because it makes you feel like the, the key is to make you feel like you're in you're um, kind of figuring out a puzzle when in reality, everyone is figuring out the puzzle. Right. So an example is like, I know I'm bringing up Kendrick again, but in one of Kendrick's albums, he says like he he um, he says, I'm going to get like my Uncle Sam to do something. And everyone that hears that is thinking, Uncle Sam, oh, he must be talking about like the United States government. Right. Uh -huh. Like that must be. But everyone that is thinking that is thinking, I figured that out. I solved the puzzle. Uh, but everyone figured it out at the same time. Uh, like, it wasn't like a hidden secret, but mm -hmm. you feel like it is. And that's the key to making, I think, good and understandable art. It's like understanding what individuals have um, programmed in their minds and then using that in a way that, that mm -hmm. they feel like they're being clever, but they're not really. Mm -hmm. And so that's like... Like the, Little Wayne. <laughs> right, exactly. Like Lil Wayne, when he says fireman, he means fireman instead of police officers. No, wait, no, I'm just, I'm just kidding. I don't know what he, I don't uh, know. That was, that was gonna. Because I was gonna say, wait a minute, I don't know what he means by fireman. <laughs> Me neither. No, he he means that he's hot. He's a man on fire. Is oh, my assumption. He's the fireman. Oh, he's not like in a. He's not. He's not a fireman. He's not jumping into a building. No, 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 no. But yes, that I think that artists do that super well. Talk about like they use certain mm -hmm. phrases. And they know exactly how you're going to interpret them. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's really impressive to me. To have like a really solid grip on what pop culture makes you think. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, that's that's something I want to talk about. How, how some things are cheesy and some things are not an art. And I always thought, like, I would love to be an actor. And people have told me like, oh, you should be an actor, Terrence. You're so amazing at everything you do. And I said, yeah, I know. <laughs> Just kidding. But I, I couldn't be an actor because I don't take myself seriously enough. Yeah. Like, I to, to be a serious... I could be a comedy actor. Anyone could be a comedy actor, right? I could be, like, a parody of an actor. <laughs> you could be a parody of an actor. You do Every time you pretend to be an actor, yeah. it's a perfect parody of an actor. That's exactly... Yeah. I could be a really good parody. But they couldn't tell actor. you that you would be a parody. They would have to tell you that you <laughs> that were really an actor, acting. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then they would... Then you would come to the conclusion. Everyone else would. You would think you did a great, outstanding role. And everyone would be like, man, he killed that parody actor. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, I couldn't do it, be an actor for that reason. Um, but yeah, let's move on to the last topic. We have another topic? We have one more topic. Really? Yeah. What is it? It's doing things on principle. Yeah? What do do you, you do things on principle? All the time. Do you think so? Yes. I, I'm, I'm curious about this because like... But I hate it. I absolutely hate doing it. Like, yeah? I hate it, but I do it. Yeah? Yes. Like, well, give me an example. Okay, here's an example. If I'm, like, uh, walking around the office, or if I'm, like, uh, if, I'm walk if, I'm, if I'm at a park, or if I'm somewhere like that and I see a piece of trash, I don't want to pick it up, but I just pick it up. Wait, why do you pick it up? That's my, that doesn't sound like you're doing it on principle. What no, do you... I'm just doing it because the principle is, like, it, like... If everyone were to just pick it up, then we no one would have to pick it up. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, that makes sense. Like the principle is Do just you think like, that or up. is it like, you know, oh, man, I'll just pick this up. 
No, I think like like I see the. Trash. I'm saying like you do something impractical f- for principal purposes. So like an example what? is like someone said like okay this is this is a controversial example but it won't be that controversial because I won't give like my take on it. Yeah. Chick fil A. Uh-huh. Some people won't go to Chick fil A uh-huh. on principle. Some people will go to Chick fil A all the time on principle, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. those people like Chick Fil A, but they don't. They go more than they actually like it, right? Yeah. <laughs> like people are like I love what Chick Fil A stands for. Therefore, I'm gonna go there all the time on principle. Some people are like I hate what Chick Fil A stands for. <laughs> I will never eat a chicken sandwich from Chick Fil A. If I was starving and you gave me Chick Fil A, I would throw it on the ground. I uh, I don't go to Chick Fil A for one principle. I'm always craving chicken sandwiches. On Sunday. <laughs> I'm like, it hits me every time. Yeah. Every Sunday afternoon, I'm like chicken sandwich, and then I'm like, dang it. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no. Th- uh, I'm saying like, yeah, do something impractical out of pr- another example. Out of principle. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah, that's 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 what I thought your like, answer would be. Almost never. Because like picking picking up trash at the park, when you pick that up, there will be less trash in the park. Yeah, I do. Like, I do stuff like that, and I hate it. I hate doing it. I hate doing it, but I do it because, like, my the, I, there's like a principle in me that says, like, the, like it's like the devil and the angel on my shoulders, where like I see the trash, and part of me's like, eh, who cares? It's not my. I, it's not even my park. Like, I'm not. I'm never, not even my. I'm park. never gonna see the. I'm never gonna see the trash again. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, who but cares? like you are making a practical difference in that moment yeah 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 but but then another part of me is like like another part of me says cam you are a member of this community (laughs) right you are a member of this community and not only is it your responsibility it's everyone's responsibility including you to pick up the trash because it'll impact like some little kid at the park or something right you know what i mean and so like part of me hates it and part of me is just like, just go do it. You know what I mean? And yeah. so like that is the principle. But like as far as what you're saying, impractical principles, dude, it doesn't tough. even hit me. It's tough. Because like it's there's tough. so no, many. I, it doesn't even no, happen. No, no, no. Hear, me, hear me out. Hear me out. There's so many people that do things because they feel like they should, even though they know. Like, for example, if you're in like California and you're a Republican, mm-hmm. you might go vote. <laughs> But your yeah. vote won't really matter, oh, right? I do that. I vote. I go vote libertarian every exactly. single Exactly. That's out of principle. I, I've, that's I've, out of principle. I've, I've never voted for a winner. That's out of principle. <laughs> no, not only have you never voted for a winner, you've never voted for a possible winner, right? So that that is an impractical thing that you've mm-hmm. gone out of your way to do on principle. But the way I see it, the way I see it is the same thing with trash. Is... They are never going to be able to, um, like, what if, what if no, what if no one voted for them? You know what I mean? Right. Like, if I was the only vote for them, that would make me happier than if I was the millionth. No, I understand. You know I, mean? I understand what you're you saying. I, mean? I understand what you're saying. But th- what you're explaining to me is the principle. Yeah. But you, you know they're not going to win. Yeah. You know that if you didn't vote for them, nothing would change. But I know that I make an impact because it... it just, but like, my point is that... I like, just want to motivate those people. You're like, not the, but you're not the only one that votes for them. Yeah. 
and that one vote isn't going to change their their opinion. Dude, uh, under that logic, why does anyone vote? I mean, who cares? Agree. No one is going to make <laughs> no. Any my, my point though, voting. my point though is like, no you know, if you're if you're in, in you're voting for someone that you know won't win. Yeah. Right. So that's like essentially D- voting dude, on principle. Dude, dude, everyone's voting for someone that they know that their vote is going to have no impact on. So why? Some does like you know matter? the swing why? states. Dude, the swing I, states. I feel that my vote makes more of an impact. My vote for the third party candidate makes more of an impact than someone else's vote on a primary candidate because their vote is going to get lost in a sea of votes. And no one, it's not, it's going to make no impact and no one cares. But for my vote, for the little guy who's, who's, who is out there for principle, that person, the only reason that they're motivated in the first place is because they at least have a couple of votes. A couple. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. So so my, my vote for the non-winner has more of an impact than the vote for the winner. That's what, I mean, yeah, ish, in my mind, ish. My, My point is that. Like, some of these things they do... I, I've been thinking about doing... Because I'm not a person that does things off of principle very often. Mm-hmm. I don't, like, do symbolic stances. Mm-hmm. But I've been considering boxing, right? You know, I've been... Have you not... No, I, 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 I know you're considering boxing. I just don't know where this is going to go. <laughs> Where's this okay. going? Okay, so I've been thinking about, like, doing, like, an amateur box. I don't plan yeah. to be professional. I don't want to be the best and in the world. And you just want to beat the crap out of someone out of principle? No, 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 no. Because, <laughs> like, the more likely scenario yeah. is that I'm going to get in the ring with someone that has had a few fights, and uh-huh. they're going to be better than me, right? Yeah. And that first round... Unless it was with me. Unless it was with you. Uh, yeah, no, I would... Yeah. Demolish, but in any case, that first round, it's very likely like I'll I'll be in there and I'll immediately realize like, oh, this guy's better than me. I'm gonna lose this fight, but I'm gonna have to fight on principle. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like I just don't want to quit, right? Yeah. Like I, because there's sometimes where people have been like, no, no more, right? Mm-hmm. Like an example is like Sonny Liston versus. Muhammad Ali, you probably don't know who that what no. about that is. But essentially, like this guy, he was the heavyweight champion. He fought Muhammad Ali before Muhammad Ali was the champion. Yeah. And Muhammad Ali beat him so bad that he wasn't knocked out. He just went back to his corner and he was like, We need to stop this fight. I'm getting my ass kicked. Yeah, we need to stop. <laughs> we need to stop doing this now. Right? And so like imagine going into a fight. Right, it's three. Let's say it's five rounds. Dude, my thing is like if I, if if I even uh, dude, I wouldn't even try to initiate a fight with really anyone because I'm gonna <laughs> lose. I'm probably gonna lose. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I'm not even gonna try to. You know what? You know what? I've changed my mind. I've changed my mind. There is one situation that I can think of. I'm sure there's tons. I'm sure there's tons out there. But there's a situation where I would fight on principle, even if it meant to my demise. Right. That's the question. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I have a follow-up on this. Um, Someone says pizzas and cream is trash. No, no. You fight no, on no, no, principle. No. It, it would be like uh, like if, you know, like if, some, if like people were trying to come in and kill my family, I'd be like, all right. Like, this is it. Oh, right. It's time to fight. <laughs> this is it. You yeah, yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I'd be like, I'd be like, hey, you know, like, <laughs> I'm probably going to lose this one, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I know, like, at least I can try to inflict enough damage for them to get out of here. But not like someone to say, like, you know, like, your favorite thing is the worst thing. <laughs> like, no, no. There's, dude, <laughs> your podcast is trash. All right, let's fight. <laughs> dude, someone, like, someone, could, someone could say, you know, the worst your mom joke to me ever, and I'd be like... Oh, I would fight for your mom. 
<laughs> I would fight for your mom. I would be Someone like, insults your mom? Right, oh, man. Fisty cups. Let's yeah. go. But yeah, I've been thinking about that. Like, if I get in the ring, you know, and, mm-hmm. and I get up there, and the principle is just like, I told myself I'm going to yeah, yeah. get in an amateur Did you fight, do it? Right? Did you do it? I would have to, right? Yeah. It's only oh, like, you have a lot of pride. I don't, I don't want to. I don't yeah. want to have a lot of pride. And I, the thing is, I don't necessarily, but like... Do people quit? You know, like, is that a thing that people, people do? quit? People, I uh, would. Sonny Liston dude, if, did. Apparently. If I went into a box, dude, give me, get, get me in a ring with Muhammad Ali, and I'm quitting the moment the bell rings. That's the thing. That's the thing. So, like, you, you start the match, and it's you It's going to go ding, 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 and I'm going to say, I give up. I'm going to roll on the ground in the fetal <laughs> position. And be like, please. No, you think to yourself, you think to yourself at the beginning, though, at the beginning of the match, ding, 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 I'm going to win. You know, yeah. I've been training really hard. And then you get over there, and they punch you in the face one time, and you're like, that was way harder than I was expecting. <laughs> and it came way faster, and they yeah. dodged all my punches. And at that moment, you might realize, like, I'm definitely going to lose. This yeah. is going to be 15 minutes of just horrific experience for you me. You know what? I have another situation. All right, hit me. When I play soccer, uh, if I don't care if we're winning or losing. But I have noticed that when I play against people who are just assholes, I don't care if um, if we lose the game. You want to embarrass them? I'm gonna go down <laughs> fighting. Like yeah, I'm gonna yeah, yeah. go down that game fighting. Like I right. like I'm gonna I'm gonna get uh, like especially if someone fouls me. Like if I get fouled in a way that's in a in a. Um, they're, they're, like so when you're playing soccer there's ways where you can foul people that's respectable and there's ways that are not respectable a non-respectable way would be if someone has the ball and you just run over there and you just kick them in the leg right. that would be something where you're like there's like no reason for them to do that that's like very like a non-sportsman like like right. a non-sportsman like foul but there's sportsman like fouls all the time right. where it's either just like an accident where like people get in the way of each other or you're just late to the tackle. I mean, there's so many sportsman-like fouls that right. are just fine. But there's a lot that are extremely unsportsmanlike. If someone gives me an unsportsmanlike foul, I'm telling you right now, I am letting them know. <laughs> Not in your words, though, right? No. I am... <laughs> in my actions. No, no, no. In my <laughs> actions. Like, we're going to have a problem, bro. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and so, like, in that way, even if we're losing the game, like, I am going to make it a point where we're going to have a problem. See, I've seen some of, like... You know how boxers and fighters are, like, notorious for their, like, horrible things they say to each other? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I thought about, like, how I would react to that. And I, I could never, like, fully gauge how I would react to it. But, like, hypothetically, I have a wife and someone says something about my wife. Uh-huh. I don't know if I'm gonna win. The thing is, you can't. Get, there's nothing you can do to make sure you win, right? With what the verbal conflict? No fighting. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, like yeah, someone yeah. talk about it about your wife, then they can beat you. But it's <laughs> all about, just it's about getting their horrible. Head. That's it's about horrible. getting in their head. Yeah, no, no, for sure. Actually, this is one thing I found really. I so Muhammad Ali with um, Sonny Liston. Uh-huh. Uh He. He, like, went to his house and, like, hung outside his house and, like, was screaming at his house. And he would, like, go to all his press, press conferences yeah. and yell at him. And one time, Sonny Liston had, like, a gun of blanks. Yeah. And Muhammad Ali came in there and started yelling at him at a press conference. And Sonny Liston brought out his gun and started shooting. <laughs> and, of course, Muhammad Ali booked it out. Yeah. But uh, then Muhammad Ali beats him twice. But, um, yeah, I thought it was—I I think that is—I mean, it's obviously to get in your head. 
But like, if someone like got, I don't know. I think that if someone got in my head, and I knew that I could, I couldn't beat them, right? Yeah. A person that I knew I couldn't beat, then my goal wouldn't be necessarily to win, but I couldn't quit uh-huh. because I, I would need them to respect me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I would have to like fight them. I don't care if I if I lose, but I gotta get one good punch. Mm-hmm. Gotta get ah, that yeah, one yeah, 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 yeah. good punch. Yep. I need them to be shaken, you uh-huh. know, for just a moment. But it'd be really unfortunate if I tried and I just couldn't, right? Yeah. <laughs> like they, they talk crap, they they say horrible things, and then they beat me. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that's rough. Um. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I should wield that more often. Like, knowing that I can beat most people in a fight, I should start talking no, mad no, crap up to no, people. No, no, So that... No. <laughs> yeah. All right, you know what I think is super funny? What? When you see, like, UFC fighters, and they, like, they like get in each other's face in the weigh-ins and stuff because uh, they uh, are, you know, camachoing each other. You know, Cam- like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, like, getting... They're, like, trying to intimidate the other person. They're, like... They like get to the point where they're like hitting each other's head foreheads. Head, yeah. And uh, I think the funniest things is when the guy like kisses the yeah, other I know guy. That. That's really funny. And, too, yeah. and it just like it just makes them so mad. Right. Yeah. It's I mean, amazing. There's a my I had a friend uh, that played rugby, Emerson. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was the hooker in rugby. <laughs> yes, I know that's a funny name for a position, but there's it's a position. Him. There's a right. There's a position in rugby called hooker. Essentially, what it means is, like, there's something called a scrum in rugby. All of your team, like, gets in this weird, like, Megatron group. You, like, latch around each other's <laughs> legs and you, you like, wrap around each other and you make this, like, group. And then you smash into the other team who is also in that group. And you try to push that the, the, the team, other team away from the ball so you can have your hooker kick the ball backwards. Right, mm-hmm. so your hooker's like <clears throat> kicking around trying to kick the ball backwards, and the hooker and the other the other team's hooker, they're head to head, like literally, um, their heads are right next to each other. And he was telling me one game he was playing, the hooker kept kissing him on the cheek, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and it threw him off. Did he lose the ball? Yeah, he said it was like a weirdly good strategy. Um, so he started doing it to people. No, he didn't. Yeah. So my thought is like, I mean, that's, that's oh genius, right? So if that if that happens, you know, if if, if a league started doing serious? that, like one guy started doing it to one guy, and the other guy's like, that's a good strategy. He starts doing it to the other guy. You eventually get people just French kissing in the scrum, <laughs> right? <laughs> but yeah, I've I've, I've wondered. I, I always thought that was really a, a really interesting thing, a really funny all story. The, all of the people pushing, all of the people in the Megatron thing <laughs> right. pushing each other, like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> they're, they're, just, they're just trying to out-strategize the other person. They're like, give me a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's what it is. That's what it is. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to start doing that on corner kicks when I play soccer. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna start doing that to the goalie, D- giving him a kiss. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna like wrap my arms around him, slap his butt. <laughs> hey, good good job out there, man. Good job. <laughs> yeah, no, that's uh, wink at him. I don't know. I always thought that was really funny. That was a really funny story for me. <laughs> oh my goodness, that is just that is I can't I can't even believe that. <laughs> yeah, it's good, right? It's good. 
kissing the hookers uh, on the cheek. Oh man! Just two hookers making out, you know. Jeez. <laughs> uh, that's all uh, I have to say on doing yeah. things on principle. You have any other examples of doing things on principle? <laughs> no, I think I think I need to go process this. I need. I think this is it. I think this is the end of the episode. I'm, all right. I'm having a hard time. All right. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you for uh, tuning in to episode 16 of Peaches and Cream. Yeah. T- hey, can I get a deep voice? Can I get a deep sign off? No, you don't get a deep sign off. I'll do a deep sign off on episode 20. How about that? Deep uh, sign off we're, on episode We're 20. on episode 20. We're not on episode 20. We're on episode <laughs> 16. I'm, I know that for sure. All right. All right. Uh, $20 t-shirts. Um, what was the other announcement? Hey. Oh, oh, yeah. I can talk crap about everyone because we have no viewers. That's right. Um, what else we got? Uh, I mean, Terrence is way better than Cameron. Yep. That one. <clears throat> I'm going to give a double birthday, celebrity birthday shout out to uh, the uh, guy in Talladega Nights. Um, John C. Riley, Step Brothers, yeah, that guy. That guy is just the and man. And Corintinez, happy birthday, Corinne. Oh, Corintinez, birthday. Yeah. Wow. Right, yeah. Wow. Nice. All right. All right. Happy birthday, and uh, we'll see you next week. See ya.